They call me the genius of culinary innovation, but the truth is, it's all a sham. Welcome to Are Weep There Yet, an exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dee Hollander. And I'm Brent McCullough, your anime queen of queen. Yo, what? Hmm? It's the character in Final Fantasy IX, Fruit Your Party, the blue magic magician. They are uh, a non-binary chef, a chef from another world. Oh. Relevant. <laughs> I also love Final Fantasy IX. It's my favorite. I feel like that's not one uh, that you hear a lot about. (laughs) I I feel like that's getting a little resurgence, people realizing. I I wanted to believe that Final Fantasy games and uh, there's something else. Whatever. Final Fantasy games, your favorite is whatever you play as a child. Like, Mm -hmm. regardless of how actually good or bad it is, everyone's favorite is whatever they play. Most people, it's seven. Some Mm -hmm. people, it's eight, nine, ten. No one cares after 12. <laughs> yeah, the same with Pokemon of like, oh, wh- what's like yeah. your your level of uh, how many Pokemon there should be? Uh, whichever one I played first, that's my guiding line. Yeah. I love all of those boys. <laughs> They're all my friends. I started with Pokemon Gen 1, but I think my favorite is 3. I th- all right, here we go. No. I think two two is my favorite generation of Pokemon, like the like uh, the designs and stuff. I think three is my favorite to play because it had enough mm. quality of life upgrades that it was actually nice. Mm. But also the main character is also named Brendan. Ha ha! Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Anyway, can you tell we don't know what anime we're watching today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chefs from different worlds, you say? Do go on. <laughs> <laughs> you said 10 minutes ago before you rambled. Uh, yes, today we are watching an anime called Restaurant to Another World. Ooh. Do either of you know anything about it? No. No. Same. The title Martian Diner. Me. Martian Diner. <laughs> the title reminded me of um, the... Bed and breakfast for spirits one we've considered in the past. Oh, so I yeah. wonder if it's something like that with spirits. So it's got a little polar bear cafe vibes to it. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, we I think I think we came across this when we were looking at polar bear cafe or something akin to it. Um, and yeah, I saw it and I was like, this seems chill. This seems like a very relaxing show with going to be high, very highly detailed rendered pictures of food. And you I'm know, okay we with that. that. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> and I dragged you two through Gantz O and Penguin Drum last time, so I'm like, you know what? I need, <laughs> I need to earn some brownie points back. I need to redeem myself. Redemption. And our work. last attempt at a gentle show uh, didn't go the way you wanted to. So, <laughs> so, uh, I so still have to talk still about have it. Up, <laughs> but Fing- fingies crossed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, not too much known about it otherwise. But yeah, hoping for some chill, l- little restaurant vibe. Maybe it'll be like Food Wars, but not nearly as horny. Why not? Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll only, see. Only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. I, I think I hear something. 
table for three? Aughty? I have a table for three for Aughty? Okay, oh, I think that, that's that, us. I yeah. think that's us. Yeah, uh, uh, sorry, we have to go. Our, our table's ready. We'll be back in just a minute. God, I, I didn't bring a wallet. <laughs> Vibes. Mm. Mm. I filled up on bread. I'm so oh, full of bread. Oh shoot! That oh, food no. looks so good. <laughs> but it was it. the most delicious bread I've ever had, and it united my kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Changed the world. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, this is a good. This is a very. This is the idyllic restaurant where mm-hmm. money isn't an issue and you have like two customers (laughs) at most yes and it's just like i can cook you can enjoy the food we enjoy the atmosphere and then we go home and no one yells at me and i cry in the cooler later (laughs) (laughs) we're all just having a good time together it's just nice chill vibes no one's asking to speak to the manager because there's only one and or two employees on the <laughs> and it's pretty clear who's in charge <laughs> i want to speak to your manager i don't know what that is <laughs> i'm a cook you. uh anyway episode one some details on this show so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> episode one <laughs> Opens with a young man asking his grandfather. It's voiceover, so we don't actually see it, and we're just getting panning shots of like a city and like modern day Tokyo. And a young man's asking his grandfather about the menu of the restaurant, talking about the specific items. And like, why is it called a restaurant? It's like, well, any you know food dish mainly prepared like uh, culinary dishes uh, outside of Japan. It's considered Western. It's not specifically from the West, but it's you know. It's just a broad, all-encompassing term for restaurants. Mm-hmm. And we get a few shots of people like eating in the restaurant, and it zooms in on a picture of two chefs. I'm assuming one of them's talking right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't see them actually talking, it's just a picture. Uh, and then we see, uh, I guess, the hostess leaving for night. She's like, see you later. And the chef's like picking up the sign from our front. He's like, all right, talk to you later. And like, closing up for the night. And he sounds just like that. He's voiced by Chris Sabat, who went a really weird way with this uh, character. Kind of talks <laughs> like this. <laughs> Very silly. <laughs> I was surprised watching the dub that it was Chris Sabat because it is like mm. a smaller anime. And I'm just like, oh, it's All Might. Because it's just yeah. his All Might voice. <laughs> no wonder I thought he was so hot <laughs> after I heard the English Checks voice. Out. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes in Japanese and I watched the third one dubbed and I was like, oh, suddenly oh, I oh, like my. this chef much more. <laughs> I'm much strong. more interested. I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> Getting strong paternal vibes from this chef for some reason. Um, so then, yeah, the restaurant closes for the night. We get the opening and it seems like a pretty standard opening and then the title drops and then we get some like crazy butt rock guitar riffs from like a sonic game and i was like yo all right it's all over the board. place i was on board with the song i listen to it every time uh so i come back from the opening and we come back to a chef bringing out teriyaki chicken to a customer and it's a grizzled guy with like a top knot sort of a robe on and he's enjoying the food and then a few other customers are there and they start discussing what's the best dish he says, uh, teriyaki chicken's the best with rice. And then the one's like, oh, no, pork cutlet's the best with rice. And the other one's like, no, 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 curry's the best with rice. 
and they're all basically just arguing about what goes best with just a rice side dish. Mm. And the one guy kind of looks like a samurai, the one guy kind of looks like a wizard, the one looks like a barbarian, and one of them's just a lion man. <laughs> He's just a full-on lion man. There's a lizard man, too. Oh, yeah, and then Lizard Guy gets introduced. He's just minding his own business. Yeah, yeah, he's just chilling. (laughs) (laughs) He really has no input. He's like, yeah, this food's good, and everyone else is yelling around him. (laughs) I'm here to be furry fodder. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, Scaly. Yeah, it's for the Scalies. Uh, So, like, well, the wizard's like, well, if you're going to insist so much that the teriyaki chicken's good, maybe I'll just take a bit for myself. And he's like, Samurai catches his chopsticks, and he's like, the fuck? No, what? No, this is my food. <laughs> so they're arguing over the food, and the food drops to the floor, and everything gets tense, and everyone pulls out their weapons. They're like, ah, we going to re- it's going to get ugly in here. And then the chef comes out from behind in the kitchen, and he says, do you know my rules? No violence. If you guys are going to start tearing stuff up, I am never going to cook for any of you ever again. And that's enough for them to calm down and behave themselves, because that is a <laughs> huge threat, apparently. So stuff calms down a bit cut away and we see a shot of a dragon flying around uh flying around countryside and then up to a mountain like a volcano top and the dragon flies in into the giant gold horde piles that they have just filling the volcano and she's talking to her little like demon butler uh as she transforms into a human form saying uh she's getting ready for her treasured treasure her treasured moments mm-hmm. and of course as she transforms she just na- like I made a note. She's just naked for like a good long while. <laughs> just like yeah, hmm. <laughs> wasn't expecting it from this show. Yeah, this first episode sets weird horny, horny. expectations <laughs> that don't really pay off in the next two episodes. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she transforms into a human naked, and then the butler's running off to get her dress. And among all the gold piles and all the treasure, we just see a doorway. It says Western Restaurant uh, Nikoya. It's got a little cat on it. Meow. And, and it's just a door, like, by itself, not attached to anything. And the demon runs off and gets, like, a very fine dining dress. She puts it on, and uh, she, uh, yeah, she picks up, like, a big cauldron, like, a big pot, and walks up to the door and opens it up. And sure enough, she's in the restaurants. And the chef comes out. The I looked them up. They never give him a name. They just call the chef master, because he's, like, the master yeah. of the restaurant. So... Yeah, I wrote down in my notes like a spot's like, chef, his name is Dash. And then I waited, (laughs) and I waited, and I waited. He is the chef. (laughs) This time we didn't forget it. They just never give him a name. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she walks in with a big pot into the restaurant, and he's like, ah, hello, miss. The usual? And she's like, you know it, beef stew. It's like, "Uh oh, okay. (laughs) I was surprised for how elegant and like fancy she looked. She's just getting beef stew. Um, Sometimes you just want a a down-home favorite. I am in my finest tucks and tails, and I would like your finest milkshake and grilled cheese. (laughs) Please bring me my nuggies. Thank you. Tendies, Uh. por favor. (laughs) And the mutt sticks. (laughs) Chop, chop on the double. (laughs) So she sits down, and he brings out beef stew, and of course, it's an anime about food. It looks amazing mm-hmm. and i cried while i ate my pop tart while i watched the show and took notes <laughs> i was I'm like out of i'm groceries. so glad i had breakfast before this oh <laughs> i would be dying if i did not i genuinely have no food in my apartment this one was painful <laughs> and so she eats the beef stew and yeah it's her usual 
She loves it. This shit's tasty. Everything is. He's a master chef. And uh, she's like, we're going to skip over it. Anytime anyone eats in the show, there's a good like three or four minutes of them just describing and reviewing the yeah. food. Like mm. they got a thesaurus out or just going to town on descriptor <laughs> words. Um, so yeah, she's eating the food. She loves it. And she says, uh, it's the only, and, oh, and she's the only one in the restaurant. I mean, she, she says sometimes she scares the other patrons. So it seems like she might get a little special treatment. Also, she's a giant fucking drag. Understandable. And when uh, she's not a giant dragon, she's a very intimidating, beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and she enjoys enough. And he's, uh, chef comes out. He's like, all done with the meal? She's like, yep. And she just throws down the pot. She's like, fill it up. And he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> One more again. <laughs> We're going again. And she thanks him for the meal. I think she pays. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, payment she, oh, is yeah. about 50-50 in this show. It's like Half yeah. the time, he's like, nah, you're fine. Yeah, we do <laughs> when see you're her here, hand you're family. off some... <laughs> we do see her hand off some gold, so... Ah, okay. That's good. <laughs> yeah, she pays for it. She has enough of it. And, uh, yeah, she takes a big pot and walks on out. And as she walks out, the door disappears behind her. And once she's back outside, she throws in the pot, transforms back into her dragon form, and then eats the beef stew from the pot again. I... Don't know why. I feel like you could probably pace it out better in a human form than in a, a full-ass dragon, but okay. Yeah, because she just, like, dips it. her tongue in to just, yeah. like, lick it up like a cat. It's like, I'll be gone in three licks. You are so yeah. big. <laughs> I really just wanted her to pull out, like, a huge bendy straw and just drink from it. Uh, yeah, and then, that's, uh, then we cut away. We see the next day. The chef's waking up at 4 a.m. This poor man. It seems like he never sleeps. It, yeah. Because, like, yeah, time's weird. We don't know what his time is mm-hmm. in the restaurant. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was sort of like a when he's dreaming, he's in the fantasy restaurant. And when he's awake, he's a, a regular chef. I, I didn't know the full deal going on. Skip it ahead a little. It seems like during the week, he's a regular restaurant in whatever city he's in. And then on Saturday, he's just going to fantasy lands. Because they make a note of saying, like, it's only on the day of Saturn that this oh. restaurant appears. And it's once every week. Yes. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe Sunday's his day off and then Saturday's his, like, field trip. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So uh, so the next day we see the chef going downstairs. And, yeah, the one shot we have, he's just laying on, like, I don't even know what it's called. It's just a small bed, like, on the ground in, like, an attic. Like, there's nothing here. This guy has no life outside of the kitchen, literally. And he goes down to his restaurant, and he finds a girl sleeping on the kitchen floor. And she's blonde. Uh, yeah, she's blonde, and she's got horns, and her name is Alita. Mm-hmm. And he also notices that... I, st- I just said soup for most of my notes. She calls it night sauce. I really hope she didn't eat a full pot of just sauce. Because <laughs> I feel like that's bad for you physically. I believe this pot that she eats is a corn corn potage. Is that what he like porridge? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, he notices that she ate all of it. He had a pot like brewing overnight, and she just ate the whole thing. And he's like, "Well, what's your deal? Why are you in my kitchen eating my food?" And this is where we get a little backstory of the girl. She's like, "Oh, my name is Alita." Uh, I sleep in an abandoned building in this fantasy world, and I was starving and cold, and everything sucked. And then all of a sudden, I smelled this great smell, and it led me to your the store that was just in the middle of nowhere. And I came in, and 
just started eating because I'm hungry. And then I guess I passed out. <laughs> uh, she said it was like so magical that it must be a dream. So she's like, if this is a dream, there's no repercussions. Let me just go to town and do whatever. And nope, just a magical door. Usual, and casual. I don't know why she didn't see this coming. It's so standard. <laughs> and she says, uh, she uh, passed out here and she also explains that she's a demon because she's got like a little hat on and her hat falls off and she just takes it off. She's like, I'm a demon. Most demons have some, you know, sign that they're a demon. Some part of their like lineage carries over from their parents. Who's one of them is usually a demon. And uh, some of them are giant creatures with hulking wings and like mouth full of sharp razor sharp teeth. Some are covered in scales with huge tails. Some have like horrible eyes and like twisted, you know, figures. I got horns. Otherwise, I'm a cute girl. So you I'm know what easily that... cosplayable. Don't exactly. worry, fans. <laughs> I was like, standard anime girl with horns? Waifu. <laughs> and she's like, I'm, I'm a demon, but I'm not any stronger than a typical girl. I'm literally just human in every way, but horns. I was like, hmm. Great. <laughs> I'm a human, but just a sprinkle of fantasy to keep it interesting. Mm. I'd really love like a sentient ooze as like the waitress. God, like something real weird. Or if but, she like, was like, just suction like a giant plate demon. stare head. <laughs> <laughs> but not like Monster Musume like slime girl, like actual just, just like Just a pile of slime. Just a pile of slime. <laughs> a gelatinous cube. Just, yeah, just a real oozing cube. through the path of the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you really have to want that extra silverware because you, when you reach in, you're going to burn your hand. <laughs> so, yeah, she uh, gives her her backstory and she try, says she tried to blend in with the humans, but she was like working as a waitress in this one inn and her hat fell off. And she got outed and everyone hates demons, so they rushed her out and that's why she's like homeless and starving. And the chef realizes, he's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm hungry now. I'm going to make me some breakfast. I'm going to make you some breakfast. You want to sit down and join me? And she's like, oh, I can't. He's like, all right, you're staying. <laughs> uh, so he also says he just wants someone to eat with. He wants company. He's lonely. Give this man a life outside of the kitchen. <laughs> oh, he Please. does his give. <laughs> He's earned it. So he sits down and cooks her like a special breakfast that's off the menu. And, of course, looks delicious. And right before they dig in, she says, like, a little prayer to the demon god, which I thought was great. <laughs> She's like, oh, sorry I did that. That's probably weird for you. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, yeah, but, like, whatever. <laughs> I respect all religions. <laughs> <laughs> Even demon gods. And after they're done eating, he's like, you know what? You said you used to be a waitress. I could use some help around here. You want a job? It'll be once a week in, you know, the day of Saturn. But it'll be a 14-hour shift. But I'll give you free meals, and I can pay you. And she's like, ah, diggity, yep. So she accepts gladly. He's like, all right, I got a uniform here for you. Uh, convenient. <laughs> He's like, you can also clean up because you're, you know, covered in dirt and disheveled and been sleeping outside for who knows how long. It's like, I got a shower room, too, so you can clean up in there. And copious amount of tid time as well. Yeah, a little more of that. <laughs> uh, and so she cleans up, and she's got a little, like, yeah, I'd say it's a maid outfit as like a waitress. Yeah. Yeah. And and while uh, while she learns the ropes of the restaurant, he's like, "You're here. No one like it's gonna be a slow day. I can teach you the nuance of the kitchen and everything." And uh, while she's learning that, the dragon senses a recent addition to her treasure <gasps> and flies off. Wonder what that means. <gasps> uh, and then we see a little montage of uh, Alita learning, getting paid, 
and leaving, you know, cleaning tables and stuff and learning where all the equipment is. And she gets paid like 14 silver or something. Uh, and yeah, she heads back to her abandoned building that's destroyed all around her and she sleeps on a you know bale of hay. It's like, huh. Well, <laughs> I, I, you I, win I some, guess, you lose some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, she's got to save her money. <laughs> it's great. Like she's got a job. She's helping. But it's also like it's one day a week. So it's like, ooh. I got a paper route. (laughs) I mean, but apparently the way she reacts to her wages, it sounds like a lot for that one day. So that's good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you never know. If D&D has taught me anything, that's like a hundred bucks. Like 14 (laughs) silver. Uh, And while she's asleep on her hay, we see the dragon fly overhead. A shadow sweeps across her. And uh, she seems to cast a spell because Alita gets a red glow around her while she's asleep. And we hear the dragon say, no one in the world would dare damage my treasure. So it seems like she might have put a protection spell over Alita now that she knows she works with the restaurant. So, a little comfort. And that's episode one. (laughs) Don't worry, we will treat this character well. (laughs) (laughs) You can get attached, she won't die immediately. (laughs) Oh, thank God. (sighs) That's episode seven. Wink. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we pick up in episode two, following the, the same formulas uh, throughout. Um, we see an adventurer, a treasure hunter. Uh, she's sitting in like an inn in a small town, and she's studying a journal she has from a from a recently deceased man. And it it speaks of the treasure that can only be found on the Saturn day once a week. <laughs> uh, so she checks out of her inn and she goes to the the mines where the journal says she can find the treasure. Uh, ooh, she she finds some goblins and easily slays them and ah uh, uh, finds a hidden entrance and sees a door. lead <gasps> <gasps> a path to great riches and a restaurant. Oh, interesting. Oh, how who would have seen that coming? <laughs> uh. But yeah, so she she steps in expecting to find gold and riches galore and just finds a kindly old uh, man being like, yeah, have a seat. I'll be with you in a sec. <laughs> uh, so she is, of course, baffled. Uh, she's like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll sit. Uh, uh, she's offered a meal and is astounded to find, you know, living people in this mine. So... <laughs> Uh, 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 Alita uh, puts like water on her table and she's like oh what what a concept I didn't order this water served freely (laughs) before a meal what's next bread I love (laughs) that Aletta isn't like incompetent because I feel like that kind of character is typically like oh a cute moe girl working at a restaurant she's gonna spill the food and whatever but she's just good at her job and I like that yeah, yeah it, it was nice that they were like, yes, she does have restaurant experience. We aren't going to spend eight episodes going, oh, did you want the check or like a <laughs> newspaper? Or, oh, just write it on my forehead. <laughs> You're supposed to bring them bread, not crackers. Oh, oh shucks. Oh, it all looks the same to my demon eyes. <laughs> I love how low 
our bar is for characters. <laughs> it's like, they are competent or they are nice. That's all I need to immediately be attached to this character. Wow, this Moe character broke one stereotype. I love her. I love her. Groundbreaking. She's the best. An inspiration. All anime, take note. Uh, so, uh, uh, She's given a menu and is like, okay, uh, I'm, I am a treasure hunter. Let me uh, spend the least amount of money because, you know, that's how gathering wealth happens. <laughs> so uh, she sees, like, the daily special on the menu and it was the cheapest thing. She's, she's like, yeah, I'll have that. Also, what is it? I don't know. I just saw the, <laughs> I saw the price tag. Um, and the chef is like, oh, yes, this is... Uh, uh, oh, the uh, 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 usual from this this door. There are many magic doors that lead here, but uh, you found a specific one. Um, so uh, the special is a, a mincemeat uh, pie, a mincemeat cutlet. And, it's a fried hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> Croquette. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh just like the description of the meal, she's like, ah, food like this my world has never seen. Is is this perhaps the treasure? Uh, was it the meals we made along the way? <laughs> uh. Uh, but uh, following the format, uh, she's served a meal and spends a couple minutes uh, just writing poetry about it. Uh, uh, ooh, the meat. It is minced so small in this mincemeat cutlet? Mmm, interesting. Fried, you say? Uh, and and she just eats it. Delicious, naturally, of course. Uh, so uh, as she's finishing the meal, oh, gotta have more. Uh, send me more. Send, send me with to-go boxes. I, I just can't stop eating this. We got uh, to get so as she's uh, just really digging in, uh, some of the regulars that we saw in the beginning of uh, episode one come in, and uh, they see her, and they're like, hmm, stranger. Uh, oh, eating eating this, this special, I see. Okay. Um, so they settle in, and uh, uh, the adventurer is given a meal to go, and they're like, uh, the chef is like, don't worry about paying me, I know. You were expecting to find money, so I'm not going to take money from you. Also, uh, since you're here, I assume the regular who usually gets this is dead. So I hope you will become a new regular. You're welcome anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I need to fill the role in my party. This is JRPG <laughs> after all. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they refer to her as like Cutlet 2, as like the, the, the second Cutlet the of the <laughs> line. Um, and she will uh, take uh, the man's place and uh, continue the legacy of going to this mine for the treasure. Ah, oh, beautiful, wonderful. Let's do something very similar. So, <laughs> the second half of this episode, um, we we see a fine fortress, a, a big castle on a hill, and the Lord, Lord Solomon, he is, he's notified that a traveling swordsman is here and he wishes to speak with him. Ah, oh, the, the, the renowned swordsman has trained so many. He's, he's such a legendary uh, warrior. He's, he's honored to be visited. Uh, so he comes in and it's one of the regulars at the restaurant. It's Swords Guy. <gasps> the, you know, Swordsman? He's the Swords Guy. Um, so he comes in and uh, he's like, my Lord Solomon, I, I have something for you, a gift. And he pulls out 
Ah, oh, just a beautiful, like, ruby-encrusted sword. And Solomon's like, ooh, the legends, they're true. Ah, let me tell you a story, my good man. Uh, <laughs> so we get a flashback. Uh, uh, when Solomon was younger, he was he was a, a soldier in the Mothman Wars. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yo, we are Mothman? Fuck yes. <laughs> like... The monsters they had to fight truly did not matter, so I'm so glad they just really went for it and were like, yeah, no, Mothman, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Look, Werewolves, we, nah. Vampires, nah. overdone. Nah. Mothman, yep, that's Hell who we yeah. gotta fight. That's who we gotta protect this kingdom from. That's the ticket. I, I agree that they picked something, like, that's good that they picked something interesting to fight. I'm a little disappointed, because, like, in the flashback of the war, it's like, uh, like a, what's the word? It's like a, it was like a drawing, like an ink drawing, and it wasn't that like detailed. And I'm like, man, I want to see more Mothman. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me see those Mothman. Uh, one, one definitely has to come to the restaurant, right? <laughs> Later like, on like, in the get, season. Get, come on, just come give on. me one. You can't uh, tease us like this. <laughs> calligraphy. That's what it was. It looks like calligraphy. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so uh, he was on the front lines, and and uh, the. The fortification was being overrun by Mothmen, so he had to go on a perilous journey to warn the greater kingdom and get reinforcements. So he and his horse rode out alone just as soon as there was like a ceasefire. Uh, goes through the desert and, oh no, his horse was bit by a Mothman, <laughs> so he got no! poisoned. Uh. Mothman, good food, dead horses... I love this anime. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he drops everything and uh, only carries the message. And he, he left in such haste that he has no food, so, but he perseveres and continues on foot. Uh, but as he's slowly dying in the desert, naturally, when you don't have food or water, um, mm-hmm. he, he's like, Oh, I would trade my life for a sip of... Mm, door? Oh, where did this thing come from? Uh, so naturally, being of nobility, he opens up the door and is like, you, serf, you must serve your master. Give me your finest food and drink. Chef's like, yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> yep, that, that is what this restaurant point. does. Um, so he gives him a warm welcome and... I love this so much. He's like, okay, let me get you water immediately because you were dying in the desert. So the chef, he's given water and the menu, and then he chooses to slowly peruse the menu rather than, like, gulping down the water when yeah. he was dying two seconds ago. <laughs> um, but but he sees, oh, can it be? This menu, they have, they have my hometown, my seaside home, uh, has the dish of... Shripe. 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 <laughs> uh, fried shripe, you say? I can't believe it. They have it. Shripe. <laughs> shripe. Uh, he's, he's just so amazed because he's like, you know, it, it's shrimp. It, it's just shrimp. So mm-hmm. he, he's like, yeah, uh, we couldn't even transport it to like neighboring towns. It would just go bad so fast. We're in the middle of a desert. How? How, how, do, how does this happen? So he's like, I, I got to know how this is. Uh, two fried stripes, please. <laughs> um, and he orders it. Absolutely amazed. Another like three minute speech on breadcrumbs mm-hmm. on <laughs> on a dish of the sea. 
Oh. He goes into a lot of detail of, like, turning the wheat into bread, into breadcrumbs, to then, like, batter and fry. I was like, Christ, it, like, it looks good, <laughs> but good God. He's Thank you for time. just reading the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole process. But, yeah, so he has it, and, of course, amazed, so delicious, he orders, like, five more plates. And he eats the tail. He eats the whole ass tail. He's he's just going for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's uh, he's just chowing down. Finally, gets his fill. He's like, "Oh fuck! When my horse died, I dropped all the excess weight, so I have no money." Well, shit. <laughs> um, uh, hey, buddy, you know how I yelled at you to like serve your lord? Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, I left my wallet in my car. Uh, <laughs> Oh, this is awkward. So, and when I say car, I mean dead horse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that was his be name. The title of the episode. <laughs> Just no contact. Dead My horse. other car is a dead horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no! Hurry, yeah. pull up a custom license plate frame website. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he's like. The chef, being the chillest man in the world, is just like, no, I got you. You were dying in the desert. That's fine. I'll give you some food. Um, but he's like, no, I, I'm a man of honor. I'm a man of my word. I will leave you my, like, ancestral sword. Uh, this this is my uh, collaterals. I will return and bring you back the money I owe you. Um, and he, like, rushes out because he's still on the clock. He, there's still Mothmen to warn about. <laughs> um, and as he's leaving, the chef is like, oh, no, you can't just come back. It's once every seven days. And he's gone. He didn't hear. He doesn't know the schedule. Oh, he can't yelp for the hours. Oh, no. How will he find him? The, the answer is he doesn't. Uh, he, he makes it all the way to the kingdom, and he's made a hero for uh, valiantly warning the kingdom in time, and they're able to repel the Mothman attack, so he's given this fortress as a thank you. And and the swordsman, being a regular at the restaurant, is like, hmm, this sword seems familiar. Let's go give it to my, m- my boss man. Um, <laughs> but he brings the sword back and tells him of the restaurant and its once-a-week schedule, and he's like, I... I can taste the shripe again. <laughs> and and immediately is like, take me there. We're going right now. I will never uh, forget this place. Uh, but yeah, so so they return and destiny is fulfilled. He He's able to uh, close his tab. Yay. And that's episode two. I yeah. love the idea that he's so cocky and like both him and the chef and like the others in the restaurant are like, Look at this idiot mispronouncing this commonly like used food item. It's clearly shripe. And everyone's else like, no, nah, it's like shrimp, man. It's like, oh, pl- okay, give me the shrimp wink. Like, Weirdos. really playing it up, yeah. Yeah, like it's a novelty menu item. Like, mm, yeah, yeah. give me the the, uh, the Applebee's flaming skewers. Uh, so, in episode three... We open on Aletta eating some pasta, and the chef is like, yeah, it's not on the menu. And she's like, oh, well, it should be. It's delicious. And she asks, she says something about night sauce. We talked about it before. I don't know what that means. It's never <laughs> explained. 
Um, it, but then it, it's what she calls booze. That's that's uh, how she falls asleep. Uh. <laughs> Is it? I mean, she wandered into a random door, ate food that was there, and fell asleep. That's a pretty drunk thing to do. Yeah. And I mean, it could make sense. Night sauce, and then, like, maybe this particular pasta sauce has, like, white wine in it or something, and (laughs) she can taste it. Who knows? I just Googled night sauce, and the first thing that comes up is sordid story of the Putanesca, the prostitute pasta sauce. Yeah. This is going on after this is after the podcast. I got a deep dive on this one. <laughs> um, so um, the chef asks her what she would name it, and she says night pasta. Oh, okay. Um, and then we get some info about this guy named Thomas, uh, and he popularized wheat products and pasta in the magic world. Um, but his secret to his popular wheat dishes is our world the the material plane Mm -hmm. um so he and his grandson are at the door um they're getting ready to go into the restaurant and his grandson says huh a restaurant to another world and i'm like oh fuck (laughs) they did it you said it (laughs) (laughs) um so they go in and aletta greets them and Thomas asks if the chef is there, and uh, she goes to get him, and he sits down to wait to speak with him. And his grandson is kind of looking around, being like, wow, this feels like our world, but also a little different. Um, so the chef comes out and says hello to both of them. The grandson introduces himself. His name is Sirius. Um, and the chef says he's going to bring them some coffee. And Sirius is like, I can't believe we're actually in another world. Wow. And then his, his grandpa points out that things things are the same, but a little diff- different, just like he already noticed. <laughs> <laughs> they do things with a little twist here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aletta brings them their coffee, and Thomas puts some sugar in his and tells Sirius to do the same before it gets cold. Um, and then the chef brings them a box of money. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my favorite dish. Delicious. Um, Why didn't the dragon order this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, they had brought him a bag. So he takes the bag and he says he's going to do inventory on such bag. Um, and they open the box and yeah, it's just filled with money. Uh, it's proceeds from the restaurant as well as payment for the bag. And Sirius is like, that seems like a lot for both of those things. Uh, the bag wasn't very full, Grandpa. Um, and Thomas explains that the bag is full of ingredients from their world, so the chef can taste them and make new dishes uh, to like suit the tastes of the magical people. Um, and he says his predecessor did the same thing. Um, and there's a flashback of the chef talking about the differences between their food and Japanese food. Um, and he just wants to make the food as good as possible and bring everyone joy. Cute. What a man. <laughs> yeah, good man. We got some Uncle Iroh vibes coming from this guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. <laughs> um so the chef comes out and he says, Alright, thanks for this bag of, of treats. I'll serve you anything you'd like. Um and Thomas orders a large spaghetti with meat sauce for the both of them. Um so he brings it out. Thomas digs in, then Sirius does too, and he loves it. He he goes into his spiel about the details of the sauce. <laughs> Makes me really want pasta. <laughs> pasta is one of my favorite foods. 
So versatile. <laughs> can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks about the vegetable that makes that makes up the sauce and how similar it is to a crop they have in their world. And we just see these like cube tomatoes. <laughs> oh fuck! They live in Minecraft. I love. Oh. <laughs> I love that that it's they didn't make it different. They're just cubes. <laughs> um, so Thomas asks him how he likes the dish, and Sirius is like, "Oh, I don't understand how they can serve a dish with a flavor profile like we haven't even thought of." And then Sirius looks at the menu and realizes that all of their pasta dishes, like the company's pasta dishes, are just what is served at the restaurant. And he's like, "Grandpa, you didn't." And the delivery of the line, I did, and I'd do it again, sent me. I laughed so, so hard. Uh. Because it's just this old man being like, yeah, I did. Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> Fuck Grandpa's the rules. No sh- I'm, I'm breaking every reality. <laughs> Stepping on all these butterflies. <laughs> Grandpa's got no shame, and I respect the hell out of him. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, if the chef is cool with it, and he seems to be, you know, they're just sharing, sharing food. Sharing See, our food. world has something called the Mothman effect. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, he's like, yeah, I liked the food, and I wanted to eat it in our world, too. So, And now I've spread it around the world for everybody to enjoy. Um, so Thomas offers Sirius some uh, Parmesan cheese and some spicy pepper sauce, and Sirius loves it, and they're, they're chowing down. Um, and they finish their meal. They leave and the door disappears. And Thomas explains that it shows up every week, but he goes every four weeks. Uh, but Sirius is like, well, I can come back sooner, right? And, his, and Thomas is like, yeah, of course. Um, so he's already excited about what he might try next time. The chef's a dealer. He gives the first one for free to get you hooked. <laughs> and you're always coming back. I mean, not a bad business plan when everyone is like, fuck, I need to come back. This is literally better than gold. Yeah. When the food's that good. Yeah, I mean, they've got a system going. Um, so then we see some uh, fancy old dude receive a message about a port. I didn't pay attention to what that was. It doesn't even matter. It does not. Port? Like the wine? I don't know. I'm just in food mode. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy really looks like Christopher Lee. And I kind of got swept oh, yeah. up in that thought for a while. <laughs> um, so it's something about the port, but he doesn't want this little girl to be left alone. Um, and this little girl is Adelaide, uh, his granddaughter. And he is um, Emperor Wilhelm? Emperor? Question mark, I think. Sure. Um. And he's like, hey, Adelaide, are you, like, enjoying your time here? And she's like, yeah, I do. I I, I am. I, I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally a princess. Don't have many complaints. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see her, like, sleeping in bed that night. And a maid is telling the emperor that she's probably really lonely uh, with no other kids around. And her mom isn't there because she's pregnant. So Adelaide's with her grandfather. Um so we see him take her to the restaurant. But this is a flashback. Um, <gasps> she's older now, and she remembers very little about the restaurant. She remembers the experience, but doesn't remember like exactly what she ate or anything like that. It's like when my grandma took me to Sizzler. <laughs> what is this place? <laughs> what do you mean, endless salad bar? <laughs> it will live in my mind fruit. forever. <laughs> Um, so she gets to a room and starts coughing, and I'm like, oh, another sickly girl! Uh-oh. <laughs> um, 
And the maid is like, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just tired from the, the trip, whatever. And the maid leaves the room and Adelaide like throws herself on the bed and starts crying. <laughs> um, so the maids are like discussing her illness. Um, and the maid that like was with her felt really bad about the way she reacted. Um, and we find out that this disease she has doesn't spread easily, but there isn't a known cure yet. So they just hope, hope she has to, huh, they have to hope that she gets better. Oh, man. I'd hate to live in a world where there's a pandemic or something going on. Stop. <laughs> they said it doesn't spread easily. That's the very opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're better. Okay. That's the only saving grace. Um, Fake so. Harold. <laughs> Um, the next morning she's reading, um, and the, one of the maids is, has brought her like breakfast pastries, but she's like, oh, I, I don't really want to eat that. And then the maid leaves to make her something else. Um, and the door arrives, uh, and she thinks she's seen it before. So she goes in, um, and then we get another flashback. Um, and when she came with her grandpa, when she was little, the old chef was still there, still training the chef that we know. Hmm. Um, so back in this time, she's at a table and asks Aletta where she is. And then the chef like pops his head out of the kitchen and he's like, Oh, I know you, you're princess Adelaide. And she's like, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and there's another memory of, uh, the two of them eating and she like holds up her spoon, but it's like a little blurred cause we, she still doesn't remember and we don't know what she was eating. Um, so she's like, Grandpa, what is this? It's so good. And he says, you know, uh, it's clouds. Because <laughs> he doesn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, she gets a menu, uh, but she just hands it back to Aletta and she says, I would like to eat clouds. And she's like a little embarrassed about it. She feels a little silly for asking. Um, and Aletta is confused, but the chef remembers like to eat clout the fuck are you talking what? about huh <laughs> that is such a buck wild thing to ask for so it really <laughs> stuck out in my mind i know what you're talking about <laughs> um so it's brought out and it's a chocolate parfait and she thinks it's beautiful and delicious and she eats it all up um and the clouds are like there's ice cream at the bottom so that's the clouds hee <laughs> uh. Um, so the chef tells her that the door is there every week, um, and that this time I will not charge you, but next time I will have to. And she's like, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's how businesses work. Um, and so she leaves, and the chef is, like, talking about her grandfather, um, and he says that he's, like, the guy who made the empire what it is today. He really built it up. Um... Next day, Adelaide is looking at some flowers in the garden, and the maid is concerned. She's like, you need your rest. And she's like, oh, I feel much better today. So that's nice. And there's a very Chocolate short Chocolate is after the credit. cure. Yeah. <laughs> there's a very short after credit scene that's, like, not important at all, but the restaurant is busy, and, like, Sirius is back, and he's he just gets the same thing as last time. But this time, he's trying an iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Um and then Adelaide is also there, and they have different parfaits, and she's excited to try a different one. So, yeah. I was, I was wondering about it. It was that best moment. I was like, 
Does everyone just get the same thing? Is that why the guys in episode one were all arguing about their food? Because it's the only dish they ever get. It's like they only get teriyaki chicken or they only get pork It seems like he'll just make whatever people want. I feel like people should branch out. (laughs) Like, if I found a restaurant where, like, the meal was that good, like, I'd try, I'd risk whatever allergies I have and just try (laughs) everything. I mean, I this is a magical restaurant. I assume you at least have a magical EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the pasta business and your whole thing is bringing new pastas into your world, maybe you should try some others. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't have a usual. Mm. But yes. <sighs> but yeah. <sighs> That's it. Our <laughs> weeb. There's yes. Ooh, it's mm, just uh, mellow vibes. Mellow vibes. <laughs> it it passed the. Oh, it, I didn't think it was gonna pass the initial horniness check, but it did. <laughs> it's just that first episode. It's it's very much. Let's bring the culinary excellence of Food Wars. Take out the horniness and put in the <laughs> like episode structures of uh, Sweetness and Lightning. Of just mm-hmm. like, oh, traveler, you just want one particular dish. Cool. Goodbye. And focus on that. Yeah, it it's delightful. Very repetitive. So like yeah. plot is this is very easily like a laundry show or just something in the mm-hmm. background because you don't need to hear the like three minute explanations on oh they fry chicken and it tastes good. <laughs> wow. Um but yeah, it uh Probably won't keep your attention for long periods, but if you just need to zone out or relax yeah. or de-stress, uh, it's gonna at least so far it's gonna be hard to go wrong with this show. Yeah, I do like shows like this where it's like parts of episodes like focus on developing different characters, um, especially because in this they don't give you too much information about shit that you don't care about. It's kind of just like sweet stuff, and then they go to the restaurant, and you find out their favorite food, and then they leave, and that's enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, mentioning, like, the character developments, like, we see in that last episode, like, oh, regulars are starting to, like, run into each other. So, like, mm-hmm. you get the introduction Crossover. of... Yeah, you get, like, the introduction of characters and, like, okay, they're, they're having a significant moment. And then they just pop up and you're like, hey, a friend! <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. it's nice that they do have that, like, it's once a week. So for every customer, it is a special thing you can't just go to every day and just turn into, like, a, a Teddy from <laughs> Bob's Burgers where they're just <laughs> in there all the time and getting in the way. It's like, no, everyone considers this sacred. We all have this reverence for it and we're all learning to be real chill people to each other it's just very nice yeah i did like that it was like the once a week thing because you know you you do have those things in your weekly schedule where it's like oh boy it's friday you know what that means and you know you got something to look forward to so Mm -hmm. it it makes sense why all the customers endear it so much uh, especially if it is that good otherwise you're eating like whatever you hunted that day you're eating like rabbit for the third day in a row and it's like holy fuck if i get some like a good Caesar salad and a cutlet. God damn. Like, you know, I can understand why it's such a big deal. Oh, my tomatoes uh, are too damn square. <laughs> I miss the round ones of the other world. I stacked them too high and the ones on the bottom got crushed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I would agree. It's very much an empty head, chill, like a wind down show. 
like really no plot whatsoever it seems like it's all in the same world like the fantasy world seems to be all Mm -hmm. the same world or at least every character we see wasn't too drastically different i was like there wasn't like a transformer walked in from like cybertron like there wasn't a weird futuristic like cyborg or something so it all seems in the same fantasy realm so i'm guessing the door just appears randomly throughout that one world but it would be neat (laughs) well i'd say it'd be neat if it was like different worlds of various kinds but then you have like some weird skin horror like flesh monster like roll in it's like well i don't what do i feed this (laughs) uh my ideal meal just a thousand bees (laughs) (laughs) oh oh boy i'm so sorry sir um Uh, have you tried honey (laughs) (laughs) can you bring my uh favorite usual dish oh sure the concept of emotions yes thank you very much all right human flesh Sorry. (laughs) But, yeah, it's very much, like, just a chill zone out. And, yeah, it's the, 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 like, monologue they give every dish is nice. And it's clear that they, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a very clear Japanese culture. They respect food and the cooks and all that stuff. Uh, But, like, I can only hear someone talk about how fried cutlet is made so many times. (laughs) Yeah, especially Uh, because there is just, like, a lot of these are just fried meats <laughs> so it's yeah. like oh oh they put this it in was, oil again okay let's there's let's. a fried mincemeat cutlet and like the f- like first episode second episode and then the next episode is uh tempura shrimp which is fried shrimp it's like all right we're getting a lot of fried stuff here mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i enjoyed it and um fuck i was gonna say something else now i forgot Oh, well. Guess it wasn't important. <laughs> it's delightful all around. Uh, it's the del- thought went through a doorway. It is Saturday as we record, so. <laughs> That's true. It's gone. I also, I do love, like, uh, how beautiful the women are in this show. <laughs> I think yes. they're all designed very nicely. Real pretty. And yeah. oh, uh, sometimes treated respectfully, so uh, it took them, <laughs> it, they had to buffer for an episode, but they, they got there. Hey, that dragon was very respectful. She wanted to be naked that long. <laughs> Uh, I remember, though, uh, when they brought out the money with the coins, I watched another show that shall not got be named that would go into excruciating detail about a lot of world-building bullshit that had no consequences on the story. So when I saw them bring out the money, I got, like, flashbacks. And, like, I tensed up of, like, oh, no, the grandpa's going to talk about, like, ah, for every copper piece, that's 13 and a half silver pieces that translate strength and, like, go into the nuance of the currency of the world. I was like, oh, no. And then the kid is just like, oh, cool, money. He's like, yeah, it's pretty neat. I was like, oh, great. Settle down, Patrick Rothfuss. We don't need an economics lesson. And I got so scared with, like, that stuff. I was like, oh, no. And then it just kept going because this show is chill and simple and just to look at pretty food. And that's all it is. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, well, uh, well, do, do we have a, a food thing continuing into next week? Possibly. Mm. We have a recommendation from Conan J on Twitter. Uh, this show has been mentioned briefly in a furry segment, um, but we're, <laughs> we're going to be watching uh, Spice and Wolf. Yeah, if there's a show you would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is arewetheryet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at arewetheryet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan and listen to my new music interview uh, show I'm producing, B Sides Now. It's on YouTube and podcasts. Ooh. 
You can find me on Instagram at honey.d, on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart, or you can find me on Twitch at honey underscore d, and honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I also do. And this weekend, you can catch me down at the local Japanese restaurant drooling over croquettes. <laughs> Goddamn, are they tasty. <laughs> thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. So long. The shrimp is made of people. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>